G'day guys, Dan here, and it's uh, Tuesday the 8th of June, and this is episode number 189 of the How to Scale a Video Business Podcast. Just come off our uh, weekly coaching call with the VBA, and we just had the most incredible discussion on pricing, budgeting, and how to quote for projects that help you reduce anxiety of knowing how much you're making on a job, but also how to make sure you're maximizing your margin so that you know what you're making and you're actually making good profit. Because of course, you know, when you run a video business, um, most people are into it because they love making films. But as you mature from being just a kind of jobbing freelancer, when you want to create some predictability and some certainty in your business, then you've got to start looking at the way you price differently. Um, we had a good, probably an hour and a half to two hours conversation this morning, mostly focused around pricing. And, and of course, one of the, the huge advantages of the Video Business Accelerator Mastermind is the hive. Some incredible business owners in the room today, on the call, live, face-to-face, in a virtual setting. And what we're doing is we're we're collectively sharing all of our knowledge on how we price, how we do things, and um, and and it's really super valuable. So today we were talking about one of the questions was, you know, do you do you just put a, a full price down for a project? Or do you go the extra mile and break everything down? And um, and there's the two schools of thought, which is, you know, here's a price for the video and it's a lump sum with some explanation or here's the breakdown. And the general consensus is that we, we typically break down the steps. And, and the reason for that is I, I liken it to a menu. You know, if you were to go into a restaurant, uh, to an Italian restaurant and say, hey, how much to have dinner? And they say, well, you know, we're, it kind of depends what you have. We're not really sure. So just order everything and at the end we'll give you a bill. It's unlikely that would work for you. That's why you have the menu. And and we, we're all service businesses. So it makes sense to break down the entrees, the starters, the main courses, the desserts, the drinks. So you can make a choice about which you have. And so using that principle... I recommend that the most effective way of pricing is to is to break down the process into pre-production, production, post. Because these are three very distinct services that you might offer. And each of them has an elasticity in terms of the, um, the scale, the number of personnel, the, the 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 hard costs that might be attached to production or post-production or pre, you know, maybe you're driving to location, you're maybe working with a location manager, depends on the size of the project. Um, but, but by having this all documented, two things happen. One is um, we use uh, Xero, which is uh, software, xero.com, and that allows us to put all of our fixed costs in in the coding software and so you can just punch up um pre-production production camera crew lighting sound um prompters hair and makeup whatever you're using and create a quote very quickly and then multiply the number of days and and send that quote to a client 
Now, that that is a very quick process. And then what you can say to the client is like, here's here's the estimate. Um, and if they come back to you and say, look, you know, it's a bit more than we want to spend, then what you can do is simply say, well, look, let's take a look at the quote together. Let's jump on a Zoom call and go through it line by line. And if they say, well, we want to make this a very little less money, you can say, well, look, we've got we got five days in post. If we took a day out of post, we might save 1500 Um, But that's going to have an impact on the final product. So here's what that means. Or if we have a little less people on location for, for shooting, it's like, well, it might take us longer to shoot. Or if you don't have hair and makeup, well, then the talent isn't going to look as good. We're going to have to spend more time in post. And so what you do is you break down why things cost what they do and where they're sitting in the budget so that you can work with the client to reach a point where they're happy with the budget, but you've also used your skills as a producer to adapt and identify appropriately so that they understand that you're working with them. Because we're always looking to build long, you know, lifetime value relationships with clients. And so the, the advantage of having your pricing set internally is that you, there's a consistency to what you're doing. So when, when there's a three-day shoot, it costs X. When there's a two-day shoot, it costs Y. Number of days of post. And it becomes this kind of accordion style of, of services that you can expand and contract depending on where you're, where you're sitting with a particular client. And, and it's also the opportunity to, to charge production fees and, and, and add in your fixed costs, something that as a freelancer, you tend not to think about. You tend to look at what you're earning, any hard costs for software, computers, camera gear, etc., and then you keep what's left. But when you move into running a business, you have to remove that mentality from yourself and say, well, I've got to pay for office space or electricity or other subscriptions or insurance. And you've got to factor that into, into the client's um, budget. Equipment is something that, that often gets overlooked. So when I worked at ProCam in London, we had a, a, a process whereby if we bought a camera package that was, let's say, a PD-150 or 160 or whatever it's called back then, um, and it cost us £5,000 to buy that camera kit completely. Well, we would divide that by 100 and the rental day would be £50 per day. So, and we do a four for seven, so a weekly rental would be £200. Now, what that meant is that that camera kit would be paid back in 100 days, which meant the other 200 days of the year, 250 days of the year it was rented, if it was out every day, would be profit, pure, pure profit. So I want to ask you to encourage you to look at the amount of equipment you've bought and add it all up. Um, separate production from post. And if you spent, you know, 60,000 pounds, euros, dollars on equipment, then you should be billing that equipment out every day as a line item for 600 pounds a day or euros and groats, whatever. If your post-production facility costs you 30,000, then that should be 300 a day on every single job. And that means that you're getting 600 a day of equipment rental on every job, 300 a day on every edit day. And that is going to allow you to, to pay back that investment in 100 days and then have that as gravy. Now, what you can then do is you could potentially put that aside and have it as an equipment reinvestment fund. Most people don't do that, but but at least you know that you're making extra margin, which means when you do come to upgrade, and let's face it, equipment always needs to be upgraded at some point, you've actually got the money there sitting uh, to do that. So that's that's one thing I'd recommend. Um, the second thing is to make sure that you're charging a production fee. 
which is a fee that really covers off on on those incidental additional expenses, things like light power, insurance, um, bank fees. You know, when you when you hire a freelancer, or a contractor, um, you're paying a fee to the bank to to process that payment. It might only be a few dollars, few cents, few pence, a few euro, but but you're going to be paying for it nonetheless. And so the mindset shift from freelancer to business owner is about factoring in those costs and making sure they're not coming out of your day rates. Because at, when we go from freelancer to business owner, what we typically do is just charge a day rate that we were used to charging. And, and the final thing I'll say about this is be very careful not to have a bias towards what you think is fair or what you feel a production company or someone might be willing to pay. Set your rates. One, you know, the, the the benefits of being in the VBA is that we have discussions and we share, com- communicate with each other on what rates are in different places, and that helps everyone who's a member to understand where they're sitting. In fact, on the call today, um, you know, Carlos shared his his rate card with the group. Ben shared a quote a quoting um, sheet, and there was a discussion around various project management softwares, and, and five or six people shared different options. So, the power of the hive is what makes it so incredibly um, efficient to be a part of a group like this. Anyway, guys, I hope that's helpful. Uh, have an awesome week, and I've got a really exciting uh, show for you on Thursday. I've got Chuck Fishbean from New York City who is making six figures a year selling stock video footage. And Chuck's going to reveal to us exactly how he does that. So I will catch you then. You've been listening to the How to Scale a Video Business podcast with me, your host, Dan Lenny. If you're a video business owner who's hit a ceiling and we benefit from mentorship, support, and coaching, then check out how you can work with me over at denlenny.com. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show over on iTunes and we'd really appreciate you taking a few minutes to leave a review. And don't forget to share. If you feel you've gotten value from this episode and you think it would be useful for other filmmakers you know, then please do me a massive favour and share it on social media and in groups that you might be in. So thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.